It's Wednesday, which means it's time for another episode of Lily Unfiltered. This is attorney Franz Borchardt, along with attorney Richard Sprinkle, covering the issues in the media and issues that affect you and the legal world. We're here at the newly minted Sprinkle Law Firm. Richard Sprinkle's just moved offices, so we're very excited to be in a new spot, new studio, recording uh, an episode. Today, we're tackling the issue that if you do criminal defense work, you've, you've surely experienced at some point in your career, which is how in the world is it that we represent guilty folks? Um, I don't care if you're in a grocery store or if you're in a cigar lounge or if you're hanging out somewhere and someone finds out what you're doing for a living and they, they hear, hey, you do criminal defense work. The most common question we get asked is, how is it that you represent people that you know are guilty. What's it like? How do you sleep at night doing that? So we thought it'd be fun to tackle that as an issue. So we're going to start with something that's very, very, very simple that may be surprising to you. Representing guilty folks is actually surprisingly easy. It's representing innocent folks um, that is the, the more difficult and challenging thing. Let me explain. So most of us that do criminal defense believe that 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 the reason it's not difficult representing people that are quote unquote guilty is because everyone, everyone, whether it's you, me, um, you know, the terrorists, the 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 sweet little lady that's accused of a DWI, everyone who's accused of a crime in the United States is entitled under the Constitution to certain rights. And those rights are right to counsel, right to a fair trial and due process. Um and those rights essentially translate into you get a fair shake. You're supposed to get a fair shake. We want you to get a fair shake. And in fact, if you don't get a fair shake, then something goes wrong and the prosecutor has to retry or represent your case because if you don't get a fair shake, that is grounds to start the whole process over. So when, when I'm asked, what's it like representing people that you know are guilty? You know, it's kind of a silly question to me, Richard, because at the end of the day, if I believe that they're entitled to all these rights and, and more particularly, I want them to get their rights because if I'm ever in a lurch, if I'm ever accused of a crime, I want to make sure I get my rights too. And the only way to ensure that is is to make sure that everybody gets their rights. So well, at the end of the day, we're all guaranteed certain constitutional rights. And we have to remember these quote unquote guilty people are not guilty until that is proven in a court of law. I think what bothers people is that they see people accused of horrible, terrible crimes and they just kind of wonder, what is it like to represent those people? Well, from a constitutional standpoint, it's it's not problematic. It's not difficult. Now, that's not to say, folks, as a defense attorney, if there's certain crimes that, that you shouldn't be taking because you have an internal conflict, for example, if when you were younger, you were a rape victim or you were molested, and because of that life experience, um, it would make representing individuals accused of the same crimes difficult or, or, and I'll use the magical language, a conflict of interest, well, then you have no business representing those folks. Those folks are, again, entitled to representation that's conflict-free. So representing guilty folks, I can do it all day long. I don't have a problem with it. And there's not a lot of crimes that really bother me to the degree that I couldn't represent someone accused. Now, the exception and caveat there is, you know, the crime that really bothers me these days, Richard, uh, porch piracy. People mm. that still people that steal Amazon boxes from your porch, 
you know, and they don't have any idea if it's a valuable family, you know, family heirloom that has no intrinsic value except to you, or maybe just an order from Amazon. That really gets under my skin. I think I might have difficulty maybe representing someone accused of porch piracy, and that's basically just theft. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot of crimes. Are there any crimes, Richard, that, that would get under your skin such that you maybe shouldn't be representing somebody on? Well, uh, okay. Uh, like a lot of people, I've had my cars broken into on occasion. And I got to tell you, there's something really unsettling about walking up to your vehicle, looking in the window before you even open the door and seeing things just everywhere. Glove boxes open. It's a complete violation of your privacy, of of your, you know, your intimate areas you keep things in. And it really freaks you out a little bit to know that somebody right under your nose, right in your driveway while you were sleeping last night did this to you. There's something about burglary. There's something about whether it's your vehicle, whether it's your home, where, and look, the number one reason for burglaries of vehicles is people leave their car doors unlocked, but it doesn't make you feel any better. Um, But there's something about burglary to where, you know, intrinsically, you're never going to feel safe in that space again. And your your car, your house, that it's supposed to be your castle. Right. So so that's an example, folks, of a crime that maybe if if, if a potential client came to Richard and said, hey, you know, I've been accused of, of car burglary, maybe Richard would have a moment where he would think about, you know, is this a crime that I can can fairly defend someone without bringing my my own personal biases in such that it would affect their their ability to have a fair uh, due process and, and whatnot. So, I mean, but but again, representing guilty folks, I can do it. Ga- I can do it all day long. Not really lose a lot of sleep over it. Now, what l- keeps us up at night? And, and in fact, Richard, I was talking to a younger attorney earlier today um, about this. Is representing innocent folks. I have a I have a friend of mine that's about to go to, to the trial. He's a former public defender, and he's about to represent someone in a second degree murder trial. And he thinks his client's really, really innocent. And 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 that's tough because, look, if I go to trial on a guilty person that I know is guilty, I believe is guilty, and and, and look, all things are, are what they are, they are in fact guilty. If I lose that trial, I'm not going to lose any sleep if I know that I did my best and I protected their constitutional rights. But if you feel like they're 100% innocent and that client is found guilty, you're going to come out of there with, uh, honestly, you're going to feel like you just got your ass kicked. Well, right. And, and and here's the thing. I don't want that on my soul and my conscience. I want to be able to sleep at night knowing that we put the bad guys away, but the innocent folks, they don't get convicted. So so the, the question about, you know, at the end of the day, the question about how, what's it like representing people you know to be guilty my answer is generally it has nothing to do with guilt or innocence. It, it has to do with it has to do with them being insured of their constitutional rights. But I, I normally respond additionally with the, the whole representing innocent clients is really scary sometimes because because you do what you can't. And look, in cases where you can show and demonstrate factual innocence as a defense attorney, even though we have no burden of proof, it may never get that far. It may be that 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 a prosecutor who's who's got a good nature to them and and does things the way they should be done, you show them evidence that your client may have been somewhere else, or your client has a good defense that may show and demonstrate that they are quote unquote innocent. Reasonable doubt, right? Well, you know, and therein lies the trickery there, because not guilty. And innocence may not be the same thing. Not guilty means that the jury, 12 persons unanimously believe that there's a reasonable doubt as to whether or not the person did it. Innocence means they didn't do it. And, you know, that you can be you can have done a crime and be found not guilty, which bothers a lot of people. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, I ask jurors often during jury trials, you know, how would you feel in, in, a, in a scenario where 
you you believed that there was reasonable doubt. You, you you thought there was reasonable doubt. You had a hunch that the person accused of the crime did it. But at the end of the day, you have reasonable doubt. So you have to vote how you have to vote not guilty. Right. You know, what is that? What is that? What's that feel like? That to me is the, the the ultimate question. And most folks say, well, you know, if the prosecutor doesn't do what it's supposed to do or the facts just aren't there, I would rather someone who is, quote unquote, guilty be found not guilty than us put put away someone who's innocent. The old you know, Blackstone principle. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, now look, not everybody in the world feels that way. Some folks are like, you know, I don't care. You know, if, if, if they did it, they did it. And, and, and the ends justify the means. And we see that sometimes play out on the national forum where prosecutors are willing to do whatever it takes to convict somebody. And they sometimes will bend and sometimes break rules. So, well, there's a lot of defense attorneys out there that truly believe that if we don't keep fighting every fight we can, we find ourselves on a slippery slope where we're going back to pre-revolutionary war days where just because somebody's accused, they're automatically found guilty. Yeah, we're not we're not in the businesses businesses of participating in witch hunts. No. You know, the not whole at all. the whole frenzy of 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 you're a witch and you know, you have to prove through some kind of weird like if you tie a rock around somebody and they and they float, then they must be a witch. Light her on fire. If she burns it, she was a witch. Yeah. Due process means just that. You get your due process under the law. So it's not uncommon for folks to, to have these strong feelings about not understanding about, you know, what's it like representing folks that that are quote unquote guilty. And we wanted to talk about it today only because because it's the most common question that criminal defense attorneys get asked. And, and it seems to us in the business kind of a silly question. But at the end of the day, criminal justice is the last frontier of constitutional preservation. I don't say that lightly. I mean, that is where, you know, illegal searches and seizures, you know, rights to remain silences, due process. Those are all being fought on a daily basis in the criminal justice system. And that's the heightened constitutional, you know, world that we live in. And, and by the way, the I tell folks, you know, you can fight over millions of dollars and, and that may make you a very wealthy attorney, but there's no higher stakes in the world than human liberty. None. Yeah. I mean, human liberty at the end of the day, and you put somebody in jail, you know, that's the highest, that's, you know, so to speak, the biggest game, you know, you know, when the outcome of the game could determine whether or not a human being gets locked in a cage for decades upon decades, then you have to be on top of your game when you're doing that. So, so what do you do? You're accused of a crime. You know, you may be innocent. What do you do? You got to find people out there that, that are willing to listen to you. And I, and I tell folks all the time, our business is one about listening. We listen to, to folks, um, even the guilty ones, you know, and, and the hard thing, the Richard, I'll tell you the really, really hard thing is you take the worst of the worst criminals. You take the, the marathon, you know, the, the, the marathon bomber, you take, you take terrorists, you take the worst of the worst individuals, the people that we want to lock in a cage or worse. And you put them into the juxtaposed position of being being tiled to all these rights. And that's really the problem that people have is, 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 man, why do we give this guy a fair shake? He didn't give the, those victims a fair shake. Because if we don't afford them the exact same rights we afford everybody else, then we begin that slippery slope. We say, okay, yeah, we, we know the guy did it. He admitted to it. We don't have to cross all these T's and dot all these I's this time. And then what happens next time? Maybe we're not a hundred percent sure the guy did it, but we're 90% sure. So then we skip the crossing of the T's and dotting of the I's and we just go downhill from there. And, and all things being what they are, 
if a good prosecutor does their job right and a good defense attorney does their job right and and the individual's really a bad worst of the worst kind of defendant they're going to get convicted they're going to go to jail I couldn't agree more. That's the reality. And and it's better that we do it right the first time because what costs taxpayers lots and lots of money is when somebody doesn't do their job right and you have to retry a case or you have to, to repay, you know, def- defenses, that gets expensive. So, look, we wanted to touch touch on this topic. I think it's a good topic. I think it's the, the common question. You know, and we're going to try to field more of these kind of, you know, down-to-earth questions that non-lawyers may have. This is Attorney Franz Borkart. I'm here with uh, Attorney Richard sprinkle we're at the sprinkle law firm recording an episode of legally unfiltered check us out and by the way before we leave if you like what you hear on soundcloud or itunes or or google play click follow uh you know subscribe to the the podcast and and maybe leave us a review We, we always like hearing from our listeners so have a great day and thank you for listening the views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home. <laughs>